Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of A Hauntings Of, right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams, alongside with Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be be talking about the hauntings of Nevada. So, Chip, what can we look forward to in this episode? Well, Nevada is probably best known for legalized gambling and legalized prostitution. But what many... But what many people do not realize is that it's also incredibly haunted. So uh, many of the cities and towns across the Silver State have colorful, blood-stained histories. And this has led to a plethora of hauntings and unexplained activities. So how about we go on ahead and jump right into it and take a look at a few of the most haunted places in the state of Nevada. Yeah. We're going to kick it off. Yes. And we're going to kick it off with one that I found probably very interesting. And it's in Las Vegas. It is red Fox's house. Now I know what some of you think that red Fox. Yes. That red Fox, red Fox was an incredible comedian, stand up and television, despite finding success, you know, you know, yeah, despite finding success on the Las Vegas strip, and his television show, of course, I think a lot of you know that Sanford and Son, you know, one of the, in my opinion, one of the funniest sitcoms ever, um, regardless of, you know, whether you people want to say, oh, it was a black sitcom or it was no black, white don't matter in the in the world of television. Sanford Son is one of the funniest shows shows that I've ever watched in my entire life. I love that show. Yeah, um, I hate that black sitcom, white sitcom. No, nah, bro. It's just a sitcom and it's funny as fuck. Exactly. Um, But he did have issues with debt. So there's something there. Uh, Now, upon his passing, his house was put up for sale by the uh, Internal Revenue Service. Even the jokester, even even the jokester, the new owner of the home said that Red Fox's spirit had never left the house. The homeowner made claims that doors would open and close by themselves at will at random times during the night, and there were also several cold spots reported in the house. Now, Nevada has a desert climate, um, especially in Las Vegas. I mean, it'll go anywhere from like 110 degrees at like 11, 12 o'clock in the middle of the day to damn near almost like 20 degrees at night depending on that time of year you know or whatever um the lights in red's former home were also switched off and on randomly and although no living person is in those rooms they those lights will still come on now when the new owner moved out as as living with ghosts you know of even famous of even a famous comedian was more than they could handle the house was transformed into a business property you know so it's no longer a actual residence now um with the lot with with that came you know sightings of red fox's ghost as well as claims that he likes to tease and play pranks on the women who come in and work in the building um so it's not necessarily a place where people can tour you know what i mean like like graceland was where elvis lived and people can tour there um 
you know, there is a place out there in Mallory, North Carolina, you know, which is where Andy Griffith, you know, grew up and it was the basis of the Andy Griffith show and blah, blah, blah. Shout out to the Bluebird Cafe, by the way. Um, right. God, I'm in Mallory. Uh, <laughs> we need to go to, back. Absolutely. Shout out to our good buddies over at the Golden Leaf. Um, I, I don't smoke tobacco anymore, but shout out to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I guess whenever like a famous person dies, automatically, you know, there's always that stigma of, you know, oh man, do they still, do, do, can you still feel, feel their presence? Can you still feel their, their spirit, their essence everywhere? Um, right. You know, you, 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 um, cause I'm a firm believer that even when people are dead, they can still teach you things. You know, uh, oh, of course, you know, um, I was matter of fact, I was I was watching a um, and it's got nothing to do with Red Fox, but I was watching a documentary um, about Slipknot. And I'll talk about this also when we do a Slipknot review for Rock Retrospective. But um, the uh, the guitar player, not Mick, um, shoot, I, the, the name escapes me right now. Um, the other guitar player, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, but one of the guitar players from Slipknot. Um, he uh he sat there you know he was going through you know ex- you know just experimenting with different types like he'd write a he'd write a riff and then he'd try to experiment with it and then as he 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 like he would work through it and work through it and work through it and then after he got done doing everything that he wanted to do with it, james that's what it is jim root there you go um he sat there and he thought about it and he goes wait a second the way that i'm doing this right now is the exact same way that paul used to do it paul being the bass player of the band who passed away and he said he never considered himself a spiritual person however he felt like paul was with him writing out this you know songwriting process and he says that can sound however it sounds but i still believe that he's teaching me things even though he's not here anymore you know so maybe red fox's spirit is that he still wants to get, keep the party going. He still wants to make people laugh. He still wants to tease. He still wants to joke, you know. Um, and if ever, honestly, I think if there was ever someone who could be considered a friendly spirit, I mean, or a, or a funny spirit, I mean, obviously, Red Fox would be that guy. Um, right. This one I just found very interesting, you know, because like I said before, I'm a huge fan of the show, Sanford and Son. Um, how do you feel about this one? Uh, you know, uh, typical... It sounds like the typical haunted place of a famous person where, you know, the people are saying, you know, oh, man, I I seen Red Fox the other day. He was sitting in the bedroom in the rocking chair kind of deal. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, I mean, very interesting because like you, I'm a fan of Red Fox. Um, But it it just kind of seems like it's that that typical you know oh there was a famous person here well let's um you know let's just tell people the famous person is still here and see what kind of interest we can drum up right maybe not business but but interest right well i mean they say that it's a business property but i don't really know if they play off of hey this was where red fox used to live Right. Maybe they say, "Hey, this is where Red Fox used to live." Maybe they don't promote like a haunting or whatever. But you know, in that case, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they they definitely don't do like they do in uh, Mount Airy with Andy Griffith's uh, childhood home that you can still rent and sleep in to this day. Right. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it ain't like, so it ain't like you're gonna be laying there in bed and all of a sudden you're gonna hear, "Come on, barn, we gotta get to the bed." <laughs> right? You know, I hear that. I don't give a fuck how. I don't give a fuck if the ghost of Andy Griffith is polite. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm out, out, I'm out. All right. So you got the next one, Bubba. Yeah. Next up, we're gonna talk about the Silver Queen Hotel, and this is in Virginia City, Nevada. There you go. So in. <clears throat> Yeah, not to be confused, not to be confused with Virginia, uh, the state. Right. Um, so, an old Nevada hotel, which is said to be haunted by the spirit of a prostitute, is the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like uh, uh, this sounds like uh, Skagway, Alaska. Uh, it, it does. It does a lot. Uh, so room number 11 is said to be haunted by a female spirit named Rosie. Okay. Okay. Uh, a young prostitute who actually committed suicide in the late 1800s in the room's bathtub by slitting her own wrists. Mm. Mm. That's a terrible way to go. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine like just sitting in a bathtub full of water and slitting my wrists and just bleeding out in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole point of, you know, filling the water, filling the tub up with warm water is so that once it happens, you put your, you put, you put, you're supposed to put the wrist in the warm water and it's supposed to numb the, the sharpening pain. So you still bleed out, but you don't feel it as much or something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so it says that she makes her presence known by rattling doorknobs, phantom footsteps, and disembodied voices within room 11. Yeah. So if anybody has decided, which I don't even know if the Silver Queen Hotel is still around. I mean, you would think it's still around. Um. Uh, I mean, I don't really... I don't, I don't know. Let me... I would look it up, but I don't know if my RAM would uh, have would be, would be okay with me doing it. Um, although I guess I could hit tab, but yeah. So silver, yeah, Silver Queen Hotel, Virginia City. Uh, I'm looking it up for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a nice looking hotel. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like the old school like Western days, you know, yeah, cowboy ride still, through town. It is. But, Still open and still available to to visit and sleep in. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh, yeah. And Chip, if anybody wants to check this picture out, where can they go check it out at? Well, they can check it out at hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored, but we hope to be. There you go. Shout out to hauntedrooms.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you're dealing... Again, with suicide, it's always, you know, a very sad situation because, again, this is back in the day when, in the late 1800s, no one knew about mental illness or anything like that or what would drive somebody to that point. Uh, you know, but Room 11 is very, very, you know, it's they, 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 they don't really say, I don't know, I don't know if they advertise Room 11 as the haunted, you know, place. Um you know, it could be, you know, just something, some type of coincidence where it's just that room or whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, because the, the phantom footsteps, the disembodied voices, you know, um, very weird. Kind of like, you know, is, is it one of those rooms where you don't want to look in because you're scared you'll see, you know, 
you know the the red the the red like she's looking back at you you know what i mean <laughs> the constant shade it's possible red, you know <laughs> you don't want to see it because it's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right so the next one we're going to be talking about is bonnie springs ranch and this is also in las vegas nevada now bonnie springs ranch in in, in vegas is a western theme amusement park which gives people a look at life back in the old wild west days it is also said to be very very haunted some of the activities that have been reported here include a little girl who who appears in a schoolhouse and a merry-go-round that turns all on its own on a dry and windless day okay <laughs> this Okay, little girl, you know, get away from me, Samara. Like, don't don't fuck with me. I'm not fucking with you. Um, right. The Wax Museum is a common place to hear unexplained voices, and some of the wax figures have even been said to move on their own. Ugh. <laughs> the um, Opera okay. House. Yeah, the Opera House is also a hive for, for paranormal activity, with people witnessing shadow figures. Uh, in various spots, one even one was even caught on camera. Now it doesn't give me a link to any of the pictures or anything that was shot on camera, but we'll see. Maybe that's something we'll have to look up. The owners love to play up the haunted aspect, and every Halloween they transform the ranch into Bonnie Screams, a haunted Halloween attraction. However, from the stories that were linked to the property, it is haunted enough even on an average day. Now, I was with this up until it said, you know, every Halloween they transform the ranch into. So, it's almost like you're gearing up every year for a Halloween extravaganza because you know it's haunted. Therefore, you know if you present it as haunted in Halloween time, you're going to attract more people, you know, boost up, boost it up a little bit, you know. exactly it's one of those like okay so if we tell everybody it's haunted and then at the same time every year we go ahead and like boost up advertising and everything like come see haunted such and such or you know whatnot we'll draw some more money like to me that's not really a haunted place right now i'm not saying that it's not a haunted place but i am saying that you know, if you're, if, if you gradually, first of all, who sits there and says, you know what? People really believe this place is haunted. Let's make some fucking money off of it, you know? And there's people right. like, you, you, you moron. Like, no, like, we're scared for our life over here. Like, there's literally a girl holding a dead head, like, you know, waving at you, smiling like the fucking, like Pennywise in the new It movie. It's okay. We'll sell thousands of tickets. Like, motherfucker you know how greedy do you have to be but you know but you know what i can't get mad because it's a a great marketing strategy you know i mean anything haunted will sell regardless of you know whether you you know whether you are a full believer in the in the uh in the paranormal or you're not a full believer in the paranormal or if you're somewhere between in the middle somewhere you know right yeah you know uh whether you're you're a believer or or a non-believer uh, you're gonna want to go and see. So for somebody like me, like I'm, com- 
I am 100% like down to go any place that's supposedly haunted. Just so I want something to prove me wrong. Right. You know? Right. Um, And then, you know, for like Talon, not to put words in his mouth or anything, but as a believer, I'm sure he'd want to go just to see like, okay, is it really what they say it is? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Or he'd definitely want to go with me to be like, all right, look, you know, I, I, I need, I need one of y'all paranormal one of y'all ghosts that's hanging around man just grab my dude up so he'll he can believe <laughs> and uh he'll he'll stop with all this non-believer nonsense <laughs> nah. nah because 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 i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not the type of person that would you know um you know try to you know convert you to believing in the supernatural i mean that's it's just something that you have to you know you know, it, it. I believe. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just believe it's about it. If you if you've had an experience, you know, and people never have an experience, you know, and it's if people. I know people who have never had experiences who believe, and I people who have had experiences but they deny it. Like you know, so you know, it is what it is. But for this particular one, it does raise the question. Are you, how much are you playing off of the paranormal activity? If there is, in fact, paranormal activity, you know, how much of it is real and how much of it is fabricated? And then that's when if if people believe that um, the majority of it is fabricated, that even the stuff that's real, they believe is fabricated, you know. so Exactly. Yeah, so even the real, you know, because I'm a believer there's a little bit of truth in everything. So, you know, but... Well, you know, they say there's always three sides to a story. There's your side, my side, and the, the truth. truth. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. All right, so you got the next one, Bubba? I do. Next up, we're going to travel back to Virginia City, and we're going to go to the Mackie Mansion. There you go. <clears throat> so the Mackie Mansion was built in 1860, and it served as the house of John Mackie. Uh, one of the so-called Silver Kings of Virginia City. Hmm. Okay, the Silver um, Kings. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it was. Th- this is kind of during the the Gold Rush era, and they also found silver in uh, Nevada. So you had people that were you know, hoarding silver, so they became known as the Silver Kings. Right. Um. So, however. The Mackey Mansion is now a museum, oh, and it's okay. said to be one of the most haunted places in the state. Okay? okay. So, <clears throat> many of the guests who come to visit the museum say that they have <clears throat> they have seen apparitions of a colonel in the kitchen and a little girl in a white dress. It's always a damn white dress. It's always, it's a, white always dress. a white dress. <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, uh, so they, they see apparitions of a colonel in the kitchen and a little girl in a white dress in several of the rooms. Right. I, I want to know what the significance of the white dress is in paranormal um, circles. Well, normally, and, and this just might be me, I mean, don't, don't quote me on this, but white is genuinely... A, a representation of purity 
So, yes. you know, so maybe they were virgins when they died, you know, or maybe pure because their souls have been cleansed from the world or something along those lines. Um, cause I mean, you see women, when you talk about women in dark dresses, it's like, ugh, okay, so that might be a bit of an evil. Is that still around, you know? Um, cause black's always been associated with sin, you know? Right. But anyway. So, um, staff say that they often hear the little girl playing upstairs when nobody is upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, but, but what you said, it is a, it is, a, it is a museum. So like what we talked about, how often are they playing up the, uh, the idea of a haunted place and if they're if that's something that they're using as an attraction to bring in people you know exactly like it, i i i don't know it's it, it seems like it's one of those all right so it's a museum we're going to tell people it's haunted people are going to come just to see that if they can see the apparition of the little girl or um the colonel right you know, you so. did you did mention something called the Silver Kings, and that made me think, um, like, are, are we dealing with like an early kind of like, you know, Willie Randolph Hearst kind of Rockefeller kind of thing? So I looked it up real quick, and okay. the, the the so-called Silver Kings were really known as the Bonanza Kings, was the nickname given to four men who started a stock brokerage called Flood and O'Brien, or more commonly known as the Bonanza Firm. Bonanza, for those of you who don't know, is a Spanish term meaning rich, old, rich or body. In 1873, after gaining control of the Consolidated Virginia Mining Company, they discovered a large vertical ore body more than 1,200 feet deep, which became known as the Big Bonanza. And their mine was near... Virginia City, Nevada. And they made, let's see, if I'm looking here, it says Mackey, uh, it says it was John Mackey, James Fair, uh, James Flood, and William O'Brien organized the CVSM um, from a number of small claims from the Comstock Loud load and later added a nearby California mine. Mackey and Fair had a mining knowledge and Flood and O'Brien raised the money. The, the purchase price to claims later became a fabulous source of wealth and was about around $100,000. Now, $100,000 in today's money may not be that much in, in terms of wealth, but $100,000 back in 1873, that's a lot of fucking money. The uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the original, yeah, that's a lot of money. The original stock issue was... 10,700 shares selling for between selling between four and five dollars a share okay in 1873 the quote-unquote big bonanza was uncovered and san francisco and the entire mining world were hurtled into a fever of excitement the first stock issue was converted into two issues of 108,000 shares each and by the end of 1875 the speculative value of the two mines was close to one million I'm sorry one billion dollars in shares and they went at, and shares went up as high as seven hundred and ten dollars 
Oh, wow. Yeah. For three years after the discovery of the Big Bonanza, the two mines produced $3 million a month. Not a year, a month. And in 1876, the exhibit, I'm sorry, the exhibition proposed a $6 million was taken in one month from both mines. Production began to fall off in 1879, but in 22 years of operations, they they, they yielded over $150 million worth of silver and gold and paid $78.14 million in dividends, making the four owners at that time the four wealthiest men in America. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, kudos to them for, you know, putting the mining, you know, stuff together. You know, I mean, they <laughs> they were, you know, doing what they were supposed to be doing, I guess, you know. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, Mr. Mackey uh, was famous for, you know, the dealings over there. But he was very, very fair with all of his employees and gave generous generous um gave you know generously especially to charities involving the roman catholic church and endowed the a catholic orphanage asylum in virginia city nevada and in 1908 the Mackey school of mines uh was built and was presented to the university of nevada as a memorial to him by his widow and son clarence Mackey. a statue of john Mackey stands in front of the Mackey mines building which is on the campus of the University of of Nevada, which sits in the city of Reno. So, okay. Yeah. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, you come for the laughs, stay for the history lesson. (laughs) So there you go. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, that being said, I didn't really mean for it to run off the way that I just, I seen it and it made me think. So I had to jump on and tell a little blurb or a little story about that. I apologize. No, um, you are good. Yeah. So the next one we're going to be talking about is the Yellow Jacket Mine in Silver City, Nevada. We're going back to the mines again. So the Yellow Jacket Mine in Silver City is one of the most haunted places in Nevada thanks to a fire that ripped through the mine in 1869. The fire is said to have killed more than 35 miners, but not all of the bodies were ever recovered. This is perhaps oh, the reason wow. why, yeah, this is probably the reason why up to 11 different spirits be- are believed to still haunt this mine. Man, um, what when was that? Uh, godly, I can't think. Of, was it 2010 or 2011 when all those miners got trapped in, uh, what was it? What was it? What was it? Chile or Ecuador? I can't, I can't remember the exact. Yeah. Name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they were down there for like 20 something days or something. like yeah, that. Yeah. They made a movie about it. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. I cannot remember the name of that movie either. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Hey, it's just, yeah. a, it's just a, it's just a, I want to say 20 twin. Let's see. Miners trapped in Chile. Was it 2010? Yeah, it was 2020. It was the 20. It was the 2010 uh, Kapapoi Kapapo mining incident. Uh, yeah, it was a team of Nat. It, it was. It was like there was a there was some a couple of people from NASA that were there. Uh, 
Oh, they were there for 69 days. They were trapped in a mine for 69 days. Yeah. Yeah. And they had drilling plans. They had two different, um, you know, extraction plans that took place. Um, so, yeah, this was, yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, yeah, I mean, you would hate to get, you know, trapped in a mine, you know. I mean, because, I mean, I've anybody who's claustrophobic, I don't believe, would be working in a mine to begin with, you know, because, I mean, I've seen. Tele- you would hope not. <laughs> you would, yeah, right. Um, I can't remember. I want to say it was, God, what is the name of that television show where they go and they look for, uh, it's something. But it's about miners. They go underneath. They look for gold, or they do something. I can't remember. Gold diggers, or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know that ain't the right place. I'm, anybody listening, if you figure out the show I'm talking about, leave me leave a leave a comment and let me know uh, which what show you're talking about. Um, but uh, I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean. Being confined down in a mind like that, dude, I mean, you claustrophobic, you know, definitely something that's, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but I um, also wouldn't want to be uh, <clears throat> basically held captive in an enclosed space for, you know, an extended period of time. Yeah, that, that, that's that cabin fever you don't want. That's what that is, you know. I, I get, yeah, yeah, cabin fever. You know, when you're stuck in that, you know, which I think is why, you know, like that that movie Cabin Fever was just, you know, it, it was what it was, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, could have been better, but what <laughs> didn't they like remake it or something like that? Uh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they just. I. I don't think they make good horror movies anymore. So right. That's. Although there's this one. I bought. It was on sale, and I want to check it out, but I. Um, I hadn't had a chance to because the boys won't go to sleep early enough for me to watch it. Right. Um, but it's it's. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but. Uh, it's, uh, basically Superman, if he was evil. Oh, uh, Brightburn. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Brightburn. Yeah. Hadn't seen it, but, uh, I own it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's, um, from what, yeah, from what I heard, it's basically Superman, if he was evil, pretty much. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. And even the trailers of that is fucking freaky as hell. Yeah, right. and I bought the new um, the X Men New Mutants, which is uh, supposed to be like a horror take on the mutants. I hadn't watched that either yet, unfortunately. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been relegated to um, the Crudes. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's good, but. Man, I don't know how many more times I can watch the Crudes. Right, nah, <laughs> nah. But I won't say I won't say horror that I watched. It was just a fucked up movie that I watched. Was the Joker? Like I sat down. Yeah, that movie was really good, dude. I, I I loved it, but man, like I heard somebody say like when it was like really really popular, they was like, oh, I don't know why you like that movie. That that movie just shows what happens, you know, with mentally ill people. And I'm like, no, this is what happens when you treat mentally ill people like shit. 
you know exactly. like i mean you know but i mean if here's the thing if it wasn't a like it had to be a, like it was a batman movie but it was so dark if it, even if it didn't have a shred to do with batman like even if it, it take away like all the characteristics that made it like a batman movie or whatever cuz it's the one movie that i think could stand alone by itself you know as just a piece of you know cinema that i mean i i cuz i think i was listening to joe rogan's podcast he was talking about it and he said it's the most beautifully fucked up movie he's ever watched Yep. And I sat there, I'm like, yeah, it is, you know, you know, like the part, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, um, you know, the part closer where he was on, when he was actually on the TV show, um, and when, he, when he's like, you know, you get what you fucking deserve and then boom, like you, you see it. Um, that part right there just scares the shit out of people sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but it's almost like you, it's almost like, it's like you, it, it's, it's a bit, you just, just go watch it. It, it you will have a whole I like I mean I'm, I was always a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I became more of a fan of him after watching this movie. You know, like I mean he played Johnny Cash real well and you know, he he you know, I thought he did a damn good job with Johnny Cash and walked the line, but oh yeah. Seeing him be the Joker and like I mean how is he going to transform this iconic character because when we think of the Joker, we think of Jack Nicholson, we think of Heath Ledger, we think of we try to forget Jared Leto, um, but um, see, I, I'm just the opposite. I think I think Leto did a, a fantastic job for the version of the Joker that he created. But, but uh, was it more? Was it more comical? Or not? By comical, I don't mean funny. I mean comical as in like it was more of a like a like a like a comic take on it, like a like a like like something you'd see in a comic book more than you know like more of a real life dictate you know uh depiction of him yes okay okay that yes. I, see, if, when, you, when you put it that way then i get it you know um because i think yeah, honestly, it, and i know people hated heath ledger's version i know people's like well you only celebrate it because he died right after the fact i'm like well no he didn't die right after the fact he was actually filmed he actually filmed another movie after he filmed the dark knight yeah he filmed part of another movie yeah but even then, I mean, like we said before, the performance is a performance regardless of what you think about the uh, the person or whatever. But, you know. Anyway, that went on a tangent, ladies and gentlemen. We apologize, but this is Movement Radio. We have tangents, you know. <laughs> Beware. Right. We should get that on the shirt. Movement Radio on the back. Beware of tangents. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're going to go on to the very next one. The next one, uh, I think it's you. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the next one is uh, the Abraham Curry House in Carson City. Um. Now, the Abraham Curry House was built in 1871 by Carson City founder Abraham Curry, mm-hmm. hence the name. Um, unfortunately, he died in 1873 from a stroke, so he never really had much of a chance to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Uh, however, it seems that Mr. Curry has been returning to the house since his death. Ah, at first it was to check on the family that he left behind so suddenly but even after the family was long gone his apparition has been spotted in the building mm-hmm. oh excuse me um, so the house is now currently a private law office and many of the staff still see Mr. Curry wandering the property to this day Wow. 
That so. one's that one's weird, like because because you because you imagine like I mean because you know walking into a law firm or whatever, say you're the brand new person in a law firm, maybe you work in the mailroom or maybe you're a paralegal or something like that. You're you know really young, maybe just maybe fresh out of law school or whatever. Maybe you're you know doing an internship or something like that, and we walk in and it's like, hey, who's the guy who was in that one office? What guy? The guy who was in that office. Well, no one's in that office. Yeah, I just seen somebody in that office. Oh, you probably seen Mr. Curry. Oh, is he nice? I don't know. I've never seen him. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's the ghost of, you know, the former owner who, you know, built this house, whatever. Like, what? Right. No, no, no. Hold on, motherfucker. What are you talking about? You know, you'd be freaked the shit out of some people with some stories about that. You know, which, you know, hearing that, which, I mean, obviously, I don't think that the law firm... Because the law firm is not really one of them places where you build up like, hey, you know, we we have a haunted person that, you know, hangs out, hangs around the building. You know, that's not really, no, that's no, not something a law firm would advertise. It's more like, you know, like, hey, if you have a grievance, please contact us. We do, you know, you know, we, we do uh, defamation lawsuits. We do, you know, right. shit like that, you know. Um, that would be an interesting conversation, though, when you walk by and see some shit like that. But, you know, anyway, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, nothing is really piquing my interest right now with <clears throat> Nevada. <laughs> right. Hopefully we can get something here that's a little bit more appeasing and make your hair stand up on end. But we'll certainly find yeah, out. Yeah, I, I need to I, I, I need you know some some ghosts pushing people down and pulling out hairs and stuff like that <laughs> hashtag free turkey pete uh <laughs> anyway so the next one we're going to talk about is old wash oh wow i almost said old washaho that's not it it's old uh wash you i'll say wash you just because i don't want to you know make it sound perverted uh, old Washu Club, and this is also in Virginia City, Nevada. I got a feeling Virginia City is probably the most haunted city in Nevada. Um, That's what it seems like. Um, so anyway, the Old uh, Washu Club in Virginia City was originally was originally built back in 1870, and at the time it was an upper class club for the rich. <laughs> I say there, Jasper. How are you doing today? I'm very fine, Birchell. How about you? Like. You know, both of these guys are pompous asses, so we'll just stick with that. I'm assuming that's what these people were like. Right. Anyway, one of the most commonly reported, not to, not to, I'm sorry if I offend anybody named Jasper or Virgil. That wasn't my intention. Um, but anyway, <laughs> one of them, nah, because I don't want to get some pompous ass show. I was like, I didn't like, I did not like your characterization of me. Let's fucking movement radio. You knew what you were expecting. Anyway. So, one of the most commonly reported spirits that are said to have haunted the club today is an apparition of a blonde woman known simply as Lena, who is believed to be a prostitute. Dun, dun, dun. She is often seen on a spiral staircase. Lena was actually murdered in a bedroom on the third floor of a building, and her murderer, who committed suicide on the second floor, is also seen in the club from time to time. In addition to the spirits of Lena and her killer, there are also reports of an apparition of a teenage girl who was actually murdered in the basement. So basically, they're just killing every fucking body in this place. Right? You know, when you hear that, like, I mean, it was an upper class club for the rich. Okay. I don't know if anybody here has ever seen the, the Tom uh, the Tom Cruise movie, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, but that's what I'm getting here. You know what I mean? 
like it's a rich you know rich club all this stuff and then it's like oh there's a secret society you know uh different things like like that's that's the vibe i'm getting by reading this yeah that's definitely the vibe that i'm getting as well yeah you know uh like there was a there was a a mockumentary um uh well it was quote unquote found footage of this one uh movie called the conspiracy um uh about the tourist club and all these different you know i think it was i think i was i think that's i think it was just called the conspiracy um but yeah i mean it's very much uh <laughs> you, it's just it's a movie you're just gonna have to watch um, but it reminds me something like that, you know, like the rich people, kind of like almost like in the movie The Purge, you had the rich people in The Purge who, you know, oh, we're not going to kill nobody. And then the next thing you know, they're, you know, having people paid, you know, you know, you've know, you seen the movie. Um, the later ones, not the new, not, not the, the old, not the original one, but the later ones, it's like they got, oh, you know, this is, this is horrible. You know, it's like, well, it's one night a year. We can do whatever we want, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, um. But yeah, that this it, it it reminds me of that. So, the murder and suicide, you know, could that have been a part of it? You know, could it right those things like the rich people hunting the poor? Kind of reminds me of the movie Surviving the Game in a sense. You you, you ever seen that movie? Yep, that was a damn good game. Mario Van Peebles. No, 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 no. no that's a different. That, you're thinking of a different movie. Nah, Surviving the Game had a uh, Ice T, Rucker Hauer, Charles S. Dutton, um basically they found basically ice T's a homeless person and this one guy finds him uh say they're gonna give him a job and all this sort of stuff they wake up the next morning and then it's like it's like okay you got from now until the, to the time we finish eating a nice leisurely breakfast to to live if you make it to civilization you win if you don't maybe god will have mercy and they end up tracking him down and hunting him like it's an amazing okay. one of my yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time honestly um you know, it's got Gary Busey in it as the yeah. It's, it's based off of uh, the nineteen twenty four short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Yes, yes. Mario and Peebles. Sorry, I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty. Nah, I'm pretty sure Mario Mario and Peebles was probably in a movie similar to it. Yeah, that's what I'm fixing to figure out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, now the one I'm talking about was the one. Uh, that starred Rutger Hauer and um, yeah, I, I know which I one think. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvin Van Peebles. Oh, God, man, I haven't really seen him, and I, he 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 played Kane in Highlander. I know that. Uh, he was also in, he played Stone in New Jack City. That's what I mean. That's that's the first time I seen him was in New Jack City. Right. Um. Uh, God, I can't remember what other movies he was in. It's been a minute since I've seen him in anything. To be honest with you. Um, uh, God, I think the last thing I, I remember him in was like maybe Carlito's Way. I think with the the, the the Rise of Power, the one that came out in two thousand and five, and that was the uh, last thing I remember him it, in. It was um the the movie I was thinking about was Judgment Day, which also has Ice T in it. That's that's where my brain went. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It's also got uh, Zeus in it, uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah, rest in peace, Debo. But yeah, but yeah, that but but that's kind of what it reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of something like that, you know, when if murders being taken place and it is a you know a quote unquote society, you know, kind of deal. Like that's always something that people are like, ugh, like I don't, you know, I don't know about that. So you know, right. 
and also look up the movie The Conspiracy. It's also it's it's a, it's a it's a trippy one if you want to get you know scared out of your mind. <laughs> but anyway, you got the next one, Bubba. I do, I do. And uh, next up, we're gonna travel back to Carson City, not Virginia City, but back to Carson City, and we're gonna talk about the uh, the Governor's Mansion, the Nevada Governor's Mansion. Uh-huh. Uh, so the governor's mansion in Carson City was first occupied in 1909 by Governor Denver S. Dickerson and his family. Denver? Denver. D-A-N-V-E-R. Denver? Did, hey. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it is now said to be haunted by his wife, Una. Una? Una. U-N-A. Una. I believe you. Una and Denver, and they had a daughter named June. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so many say that it is one of the most haunted places in the entire United States. Ah. The entire United States. Okay. Okay. So something here that's gonna make me tingle there you go I've, on on previous episodes i've i've tingled a little bit mm-hmm. not recently though no um, that remains up for debate <clears throat> but it is certainly one of the most haunted places in nevada so visitors to the mansion always comment on the cold spot throughout the mansion and both of the female spirits have been spotted on occasion Boo. Yep. Where's the... Okay, hold on. I'm I'm willing to bet that this is probably one of them situations where they just want you to look it up your damn self, probably. Uh, Jesus, man. You gotta tell us what it is, man. Come on, guys. Come on. Tell me what it is. Hold on a second. Okay, I'm gonna look up Governor's Mansion. The Governor. Governor. I said that, Governor, sir. Do you happen to have some great poupon? Okay, Nevada Governor's Mansion in Carson City. Hauntings. I'm going to look this up real quick. Huh. It says, named for the fourth, named for the most haunted place in Nevada. The Governor's Mansion is said to be the most haunted by the Governor's family. Okay, I, I know that already. I'm trying to, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. So if you go to visitcarsoncity.com and then the blog, it gives you three ghost stories from the site. Okay. But let me, I'm going to look real quick because I don't really see nothing. But. Okay, let's see. Okay. Here we go. <sighs> okay. So, shortly there... Okay, so here we go. I'll say by 1909, you can spot two... Two-story mansion, blah, 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 in Carson City. Okay. It says, shortly thereafter, Governor Danver Dickerson and his family moved into their new home, and in September of the same year, little June was born to this day she is the only child to be born in the mansion and that could be why she is still roaming the halls 
For many years, staff and overnight guests have came across an apparition. They've seen a woman wearing a long white dress. What color was the dress? White. <laughs> who is thought to be the first? Who is thought to be the first lady, Una, and her daughter June, wandering the second floor. But there's not roaming the. But they're not roaming the halls on their own, as many of them feel feel a male presence. He's often heard going up and down a staircase. Let's see, blah 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 blah. It says, while it may sound spooky, there's no need to worry. There are three living guests that don't mind having roommates. Okay, so. Bleh. <laughs> that's literally it that's all I can find on this like wow it's only haunted so okay so it's haunted but it's not like scary haunted not like hey these ghosts can fucking kill you at any second it's just nah, it's haunted right you know which I guess if you're gonna stay somewhere where there's a spirit I mean you'd hope the spirit be friendly so yeah you know, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't scare me at all. But nope, not at all. Nope, nope, nope. That's all why. Right. I, that's why I did the uh, wah wah wah. Well, all right. Well, we'll go from that one to hopefully one that will scare us. Um. So this next one is the Westgate Hotel, and this is in Las Vegas, Nevada. The big claim to fame of the Westgate Hotel is that it is a favorite of the king himself, Mr. Elvis Presley. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, it seems that Elvis may not have left. I'm sorry. I, I got to quit. I'm sorry. Now, it seems that Elvis may have not left the building because it is said that his ghost haunts the hotel. Originally, the Westgate Hotel was known as the Las Vegas Hilton. And even before that, it was known as the International Hotel. It was during the time between July of 1969 and spanning seven, spanning the seven-year set of Elvis, broke and reset numerous world records when he once performed in front of 2.5 million fans over the course of that seven years. Some say that this was the site of his greatest success, so it makes sense that he would want to hang around there. Even after his death in 1977, Elvis' spirit has been seen and heard at various places within the hotel. Chip, I've never been to Las Vegas, although I hope and pray to God that once this COVID situation is over with and things are, you know, a little bit more a little bit more free than, you know, what it is now. You know, to go places and do things, you know, where we can gather and things, things of that nature. I really hope and pray to God that me and my wife, you know, because Vegas isn't a place you want to take your kids. Me and my wife, you know, maybe a group of a friend, you know, whoever can travel to Las Vegas, hang out, see a couple of shows, maybe do a little bit of gambling. Maybe check out, you know, different sites and different shows and shops and stuff like that. Maybe. But I've watched plenty of movies, television shows, reality shows, documentaries, and things like that. And I'm pretty damn positive that if you go to Las Vegas, you're going to see one or two or a hundred different Elvis Presley impersonators. Am I wrong? 
you would not be wrong at all. So the people believing that they're going to see Elvis Presley, it doesn't really, it doesn't really tell me that you've seen his ghost. Like you've seen an apparition. No, you've seen some drunk Elvis impersonator, probably upset because he probably is an Elvis Presley impersonator, you know, but you know, not that there's anything wrong with being an Elvis Presley impersonator. To anybody who out there who are Elvis Presley impersonators, God bless you, but you can't sing like the king. Um, of course, Elvis Presley is my father's favorite. He was your mother's favorite. So, you know, there's a connection there, you know. Um, right. But even so with this, was this the place where Elvis Presley died? Or was this just the place that Elvis Presley broke numerous records? No, he um, he died. I'm pretty positive. Let me double check before I open my mouth. I'm pretty positive he died at Graceland. Uh, he didn't die in Las Vegas? Because I couldn't remember if he died in Graceland or if he died performing in Vegas. If he if he died in like... Yeah, he died, he died at Graceland. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So this probably would probably have been the site of his grave because it said here it says from the, from starting from the beginning of July in 1969 and spanning over seven years he broke and reset numerous world records for performances. Uh, 2.5 million fans. Like yeah. that's a lot of people to perform in front of. Uh, yeah. So it says here, not all at the uh, same time, but you know, right. <laughs> Uh, so he died on August 16th, 1977 in the upstairs bathroom at Graceland. According to reports, he was found in the bathroom floor. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital where he was officially pronounced dead. Uh, says that his death is surrounded by mystery and controversy, leading many, many Elvis conspiracy theories. But here are the facts about how Elvis died. Um, he basically... Um, had a heart attack while taking a poop. The poop of death. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yep. You strain yep. so much, your heart gives out. Yep. Yeah. Shame. So, yeah, there, there's tons of conspiracy theories um, about uh, his death, whether he's, he's dead or alive. Um, I mean, I think he'd probably be dead now just from age itself but um there's there's a theory that because the uh middle name on his uh headstone is spelt wrong or it's spelt different than his what's on his birth certificate that he's not actually buried there um stuff like that so right like i mean because his his middle name is spelled with two a's or is it one a uh, on his gravestone it is spelt with two a's so his name is elvis aaron presley uh on his birth certificate it's a r o n and on his uh gravestone it's a a r o n uh nobody actually knows why it's that way um but it is, and it's A-A-Ron. never been changed. Yeah, it's A. Aaron instead of Aaron. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, 
which is I, which is which which you know your mother you know was a big Elvis fan, which I guess explains why you have the middle name that you have. So yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, anytime. Which I guess in in one sense, I guess it's a good thing that there's still Elvis Presley impersonators even to this day. You know, it just shows like the magnitude and the influence and the inspiration that Elvis Presley was to so many people and that he inspired a generation of Vegas performers because I mean we can I mean I can honestly say I mean if it hadn't been for Elvis Presley performing in Vegas when he when he was would there be a quote-unquote you know a Wayne Newton and even nowadays when you have different shows I mean there's blue you think of all the shows that are in Las Vegas right now you know you got you know of course you got your Wayne Newtons and you got your you know Donnie and Marie Osmonds, people like that. But then, but you also have like your, um, you know, you also have like, I mean, Britney Spears does a show now out, out there in Vegas now. And then you also have the Blue Man Group and, you know, all these the different, you know, different, you know, celebrity, you know, competitions and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, America's Got Talent, American Idol, you know, different, you know, the Masked Singer, like just so many other different shows you know that have you know done auditions and stuff in las vegas and how many even people who show up to those vegas auditions are dressed up like elvis fucking presley and doing doing elvis and presley songs you know um right. so his his legacy is not one of those that will i don't i don't ever see elvis presley's legacy dying you know what i mean just because of how popular he was and what he means to las vegas because I mean, we can be honest and say that in the 1970s, I mean, he really made Vegas something, you know, because really it was back in like the 1920s and 30s and 40s when it was like, you know, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, the Rat Pack and all those guys, like they made Vegas cool and shit like that. And then it was it was just a period where like Vegas kind of fell off and then Elvis kind of brought it back up, you know. And of course, Las Vegas is always known as America's Playground. So um, it was also, it was the setting of, Another movie that I really enjoyed, which was, you know, Ocean's uh, Eleven, which I've seen the original and I've seen the the three uh, continuations or remakes of it or whatever. But all of them great movies. Um, well, they did an Ocean's Eight. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was seven. The, uh, when it was an all female cast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Ocean's Eight. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, which was Danny Ocean's sister, I think, was involved in that. So. Yeah, something we, like that yeah, yeah. i haven't seen that one yet i need i need to actually check that one out i've heard that i heard that one was really really good um of course my favorite one is my favorite one still the first not, not the original one but the one with Clooney and pitt and damon and all them guys uh i think that movie was amazing uh amy sat down and watched it with me the other night she had never seen them and she sat down and she, she was like i really like that movie i enjoyed it. i'm like you want to watch the second one and she goes there's a second one i'm like yeah there's, there's a third one too and well, technically, there's a fourth one. They're fixing to make a fifth one. So hell yeah, you know. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, <laughs> unless they canceled the, the fifth one due to COVID, so I don't know. That's uh, those. I've I've never seen those movies. Uh, they are on my list of movies to watch. Yeah, but I have not seen them yet. I can honestly, t- I can honestly say, like, if you want, if you, if you, I would recommend watching the original with with uh, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis first. The that Rat way, Pack, yeah. That way you can kind of get an idea of the premise of the movie and what it's about, and then once you jump to the one with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, then you can see it's the same story arc, but because but it's based in a modern way. 
you know what I mean? And right. it's modernizing the original story. And I think it's great. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I mean when you talk about a star-studded cast, that whole movie is just filled with people. Like like what I said, you, you got your main three guys, which are um, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. But then you also got Don Cheadle in it. Uh, you also have uh, Carl Reiner was also in it. Scott Kane is in it. Um, Casey Affleck is in it. Julia Roberts is in it. Um, God, who else is in it? Andy Garcia is in it. Uh, he plays the bad guy in it. If you would, if that tells you anything, Andy Garcia playing a bad guy. There you go. Um, you know, so I recommend it wholeheartedly. Yes, definitely check out the oceans, but watch the original before you get into uh, the okay. new one. Um, that being said, though. We're going to go from that one. You got the next one? Yep. <clears throat> next up, we're going to talk about the Goldfield Hotel, and this is in Goldfield, Nevada. Uh, so the Goldfield Hotel is one of the most notoriously haunted locations in all of Nevada. Let's find <sighs> out. Let's find out. All right, we're gonna, we'll see if I, if I have to do the noise again. So <laughs> it is well known to fans of the paran- paranormal that uh, has been featured on several paranormal television shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, with even national news programs running segments on the potential evidence gathered here. It now stands abandoned and boarded up, but it opened in 1908 by George Wingfield and his uh, presence is still felt there today. Okay. 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 So far, so good. Keep going. Yep. Uh, the most famous ghost that has been encountered in the Goldfield Hotel is a young woman named Elizabeth. Okay. The legend states that she was a favorite of the hotel's o- owner, George Wingfield. He visited her with some frequency. Okay. However, when Elizabeth became pregnant with his child, he was concerned for his reputation and his business, so he lured her into room 109 at the hotel, and he chained her to the radiator and kept her there until she gave birth. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, fuck this dude. Fuck this dude! Yes! Uh, so so you, you kidnapped this woman that you were having sexual relations with and you chained her to a radiator until she gave birth. The fuck, man? Hold on. Please don't tell me it gets worse. uh, It does. So she died in that room and her baby was allegedly killed and thrown down a nearby mine shaft. Oh my fucking god, are you serious? What the fuck, bro? Dude. Uh, yeah. So, uh... <clears throat> I, I, I'm just gonna go on record right now to say that uh, George Wingfield is a piece of shit. What? Yeah. He's a terrible fucking human being. Fuck this dude. What the fuck? Somebody needs. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's dead by now, but uh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure Satan's sticking a couple of pitchforks up his ass. I'm sure. 
I'm sh- I, I, somebody needs to uh, like repeatedly throw his ass down a fucking nearby mine shaft. Oh my god. So, oh my god, yeah. dude. So um, Elizabeth has been seen in room one zero nine wearing a long white dress. I guess you. I'm sure you could have guessed that one a million miles away. Sure. Uh, but it is said that she appears to be sad. Uh, now I'd be fucking sad and devastated as well. Of course. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> she has also been heard crying and some visitors have heard what sounds like her chains clanking against the radiator. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, uh, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there, right? Yeah. Um, Because I'm telling you, if I'm laying in bed and I hear some chains rattling on a radiator, we gone. I'm jumping up. You gone. I'm jumping up and I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I didn't kill you. I didn't kill you. That was that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Plead your case. Uh, (laughs) No. Woo. So uh, Elizabeth is not the only spirit that hangs out in the Goldfield Hotel. It is believed that George Wingfield himself is also there and that he is still tormenting poor Elizabeth even in her death. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> that's, that's, bro, this is some fucked up dude, shit. Dude, no, I can do, I, I, I need I them to that. make a movie about this. I can't do, I can't believe that shit, man. God, no, I can't do. Dude, that's a that's a that's a fuck that's an M Night Shyamalan mind fuck right there, man. Fuck that shit. That's what I'm saying. They need to make a movie about this. Oh Somebody God. needs to call my homeboy M Night up and be like, "Hey, man, you heard about this story? Oh, about Jesus. this this dude named George Wingfield. He captured that woman that he was having sexual relations with, and then uh, killed the baby and threw it down a mine shaft." My dude M Night would be like. No nah, man, I ain't heard that one yet. But Ooh, uh, what the twist? We're gonna make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything he makes has got to be better than the Airbender. I kind of like the Airbender. Yeah. Yep. So, um, at least one former staff member is also said to be haunting the hotel, having committed suicide within the building. Oh shit. This, is, this building's kind of all fucked up. Yeah, it is. Uh, there are also reports of a very dark and malevolent entity on the upper floors, and there have been many different reports of poltergeist activity. Shit. So. Damn, Carol Ann. That's a... <laughs> Bruh. Oh, man. Just... That, yeah. That's a punch in the fucking gut, though. Like... That's uh, yeah, you ain't lying. Crazy, like, my God, you you ain't hear this. You ain't hear this shit. Why do you have, why do you have a Chewbacca hanging from your necklace? What is? Hey, what? Well, Amy just came oh. in. She's got a <laughs> help. Help. I'm stuck. Oh, give me a second. Hold on. Let me. Oh yeah, I can see. Hang on. All right. Well, well, Talon's taking care of that. Uh, want to give a couple of shout outs real quick we will shout out to sean thompson over at thompson's personal training uh and he has been working wonders with talon talon's down like 23 pounds uh looks 
looking, you know, to be in the best shape that I've seen him in in many years. Uh, so definitely give Sean a uh, a shout. Go check him out. Thompson's personal training on Facebook. If you sign up for three months, uh, you get the fourth month absolutely free as long as you tell them that Movement Radio sent you. Uh, second shout out i want to give a shout out to chronic conversations uh they're killing it over there uh go give them a a listen and uh you know tell them that also that movement radio sent you uh just just so they know they're i mean they're not giving you anything free except for the uh tunage in your ears uh you should go check them out they just did a uh interview with um local stand-up comedian uh and owner of the comedy catch bridget uh, i can't remember her last name bridget martin bridget martin yes that's it um go give that one that was a good uh good listen so yeah go give them a listen yeah absolutely and speaking of that stay tuned for uh next week's episode in fact we're going to be talking about that here at the end of the program uh ac hutchinson is going to be on with us uh for next week no that was that was last week, bro. It was last week, yeah. I can't remember when we do these drop these episodes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, but now back to the paranormal activity. And ladies and gentlemen, we please forgive me for this. My my daughter had a had a uh what what was reason as my daughter had a, a Chewbacca uh little, little little toy little uh Imagine X figures or whatever. She had it and then she was she grabbed my wife's necklace and like twisted it to where the the thing was hanging and she's like help me get me help me get this off like okay here you go sorry about that. anyway so different stories you never know what you're expecting on movement radio but anyway so right. you read this so be honest did this was this one of the ones that you were kind of waiting for like this one's a fucked up one <laughs> you know yeah this is definitely one of the ones i was i was waiting for because i kind of got um yeah i, I got them them goosebumps them chills yeah. uh you know especially when you're talking about laying in bed and the the chains clanging on the radiator like no bro i'm out <laughs> fuck right. that yep absolutely uh, that's one so of yeah this is definitely one of those ones that i was waiting on yeah um you know which i think anytime you're dealing with it like when you have to have like a specific story and then for that specific story to be there it's just it, it's crazy it's insane um so the last one that we're going to be talking about this evening and i'm probably going to butcher the fuck out of this is the mizpa hotel and this is in tonopa nevada now the mizpa hotel was built in 1907 it is now believed to be haunted mainly by the lost souls of some of the prostitutes who lived and worked in the building in the early days of the hotel the most active spirit is simply known as the lady in red. She, At least it wasn't the lady in white. There you go. She is very affectionate, and she has been known to rub up against male visitors and run her fingers through their hair. So I guess if you're bald, you ain't got a chance in hell. Uh, right. So on the odd occasion, she has also been known to appear speaking to a ghost of a minor who is perhaps one of her former clients man okay even in death you trying to get okay uh <laughs> the most common story regarding her personal history is that the lady in red was a prostitute 
who was beaten to death by either a client or a vengeful ex-boyfriend. Others say that she was killed by a, that, that she was killed by her husband when he caught her cheating on him. Whatever the real story is, one thing is for sure. She is now tied to the Mispa Hotel for eternity. That one's, you know, again, another another case of, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know, you rubbing, you ain't thinking, you know, you, you, but you know, you sometimes like you sit there and all of a sudden you get that like that little cold chill on your neck. You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that shit? You know? Right. Someone, is somebody fucking with me? Someone touching me? What's going on? You know? Every now and again, you'll get those cold chill feelings. And even then, there's like, you know, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, um, what do you think about this one? Uh, you know, it, just another one of the, I thought the last one was more interesting to be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one, uh, was interesting from, but, but you, you do have to believe, I mean, this is Nevada and prostitution i don't know exactly how long prostitution was legal in nevada um i know that prostitution is only legal in like a few places though it's, i don't think it's the whole state of nevada i think it's just in a few places i know i think reno yeah, I think it's just a few places i think well, it's vegas for sure yeah i think it's just vegas and reno maybe you i think know. those are the biggest cities in nevada though right um maybe carson city but the, but there's also um the the Bunnyland Ranch, um, that's in Carson City, yeah, and pro- so, so yeah, prostitution. The, the Moonlight Bunnyland, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Um, yeah, they had um, there was a, a series on maybe HBO about that. Yeah, well, originally it well yeah well well the, the series on HBO it was originally it was for uh, America Undercover. That was when the, it first, you know, had came out, and then they did a documentary called "The Cat House" in two thousand and two, and then they did another one in two thousand and three. But then they actually did an actual series called "The Cat House" um, about the uh, about the actual, uh, you know, ongoings of uh, owner Dennis Hoff, who uh, passed away, I think, back in two thousand and eighteen. Um, he, cause he ran it for so many years. Um, but I mean, it was, I mean, it didn't last long. It only lasted like 17 episodes or something like that. Um, but it was basically, you know, and they took, and most, <laughs> it, it's so strange because most of the girls who were the quote unquote prostitutes who were working the, um, who were working there, like most of them turned out to be just porn stars at the end of the day anyway. So it was like, oh, you know, so, yeah. So, uh, the the Moonlight Bunny Ranch is a legal licensed brothel in Mound House, Nevada. Right. So, yeah, long had so about six miles outside Carson City. So, you know, had to you know got to make sure that that it's you know, which I mean most places in Nevada, you know, are kind of. I do here. Here's something interesting though. It says. As of February of 2020, company madam and financial officer Susan Cole runs the broth runs the brothel as trustee to Hoff, to uh, Dennis Hoff's estate. Hoff, as we as I just said a minute ago, died on October 16th of 19. I'm sorry, of 2018. 
The state of Nevada shut down all brothels in March of 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Sex workers at the Bunnyland Ranch, uh, at the Bunny Ranch, sued Governor Steve Sisklak in October, asking that the brothel be reopened, or all the work, or that the workers were allowed to work from home. So, that's a that's a big thing in Las Vegas right now, or the state of Nevada right now. So. Huh. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, and I mean, but if you're on Wikipedia, you can look up a list of brothels in in Nevada if you choose to do so. We don't yes. To do so. Uh, but anyway. So, but as always, Chip. Whenever we talk about this, out of all the ones that we've talked about so far in this episode, which one was the? I think I know where you're gonna go with this one, but which one was the one that was the most interesting to you? Um. So for me, it was the Goldfield Hotel, right? Uh, obviously. Um, and and a close second, just because of the significance of it, was Red Fox's house. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what about you? Well, Red Fox's house, obviously. Uh, the Goldfield Hotel. But also the Westgate Hotel as well, uh, with the whole deal with uh, I, I find with Elvis and everything, and I find it like the two that most interest me were the two that involved the celebrities more than anything, right? Um, but but then there were some. I'll ask this one: out of all the ones on there, which one disappointed you the most? Um, which one disappointed me the most? Uh, all of them, but uh. oh i think the old the old um the old uh washu club in virginia city was kind of in was also kind of interesting because it was it kind of played off the whole you know it was you know it was for the upper class rich and then next you know there's murders taking place there and i I had a very eyes wide shut kind of uh look it had an eyes wide shut kind of feel to it yeah, that was kind of. No, you know. I, I would say that that the the one that probably disappointed me the most was the governor's mansion. I was going to say that too. Yeah, because they built it up as. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that one wasn't it. Where was the one? Uh, I mean, that one was disappointing. There's a lot that were disappointing, for me, but uh. maybe it was that one yeah I, I also think that the Mackie Mansion was also kind of uh, up there too uh, in terms of uh, you know just because we learned a little bit about the Silver Kings and things like that or the Bonanza Kings and stuff like that so a little bit of history lesson to go along with that one so yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, it, the one I was thinking of it was the governor's house because they they literally said uh, many say that this is one of the most haunted houses in the entire United States, and then you came at me with some uh, visitors to the mansion comment of the cold spot throughout the mansion. Man, get out of here! That's all you can <laughs> tell me about it is there's a cold spot. There's a cold spot in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. So so, so 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 that one I would say yeah. That one's kind of yeah. So yeah. Okay. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of A Hauntings of. Um, the next episode, I think we're getting into the new states, if I'm not mistaken. 
Is that are we are we are we are we in the new states just yet? I, I, I do believe that's it. Give me two seconds, and I'll have bloop bloop bloop. Yes, next up will be uh, the hauntings of New Hampshire. New Hampshire, there you go. So the Northeast is you know where we're gonna go to next. If it's anything like uh, Connecticut was, then this should be interesting. Um, so we will certainly see how that one's gonna go too. Um, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, can't thank you enough for uh, tuning in to uh, this episode. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody, like what Chip said earlier. Shout out to Sean Thompson. Shout out to Chronic Conversations with uh, Jerry and Jennifer. Thanks, Thank every single one of you guys for the love and support that you've been giving us. Uh, we will be right back here this upcoming thursday with a brand new episode of are you ready for some football roger's going to be uh joining us there and we're going to be talking about you know what we always talk about you know football and uh should be pretty good in all things football and um looking forward to uh this upcoming week uh, a lot of cool things uh, of course sean's gonna rub it in my face you know about the buffalo bills so yay whatever uh <laughs> so depending on but anyway um that being said though um, do you want to go ahead and let them know, Chip, about the brand new website? Uh, most definitely. Um, we uh, website is live movementradio.us. That is your one stop shop for all things movement radio. You can go there to listen, to uh, give us reviews to uh see what's coming up there's a calendar there uh blogs are coming um we're gonna have show notes uh, everything that is your one-stop shop for everything movement radio that is once again movementradio.us also don't forget go check us out on patreon the link is also on movementradio.us uh we have um our exclusive battle topics episodes there um for as low as a dollar a month you can give us just just some support uh we're trying to earn some more money to get better equipment uh for so we can put out better <clears throat> um better produced sound for you um so a dollar a month gets you a shout out on the podcast five dollars a month gets you that exclusive episode uh we have a ten dollar a month you get an exclusive episode you get the shout out you get to take part in monthly amas uh once we get enough patreons uh we'll start doing those monthly amas uh and then we're thinking of maybe a fourth um tier there where maybe you can get some free merch out of that as well absolutely Uh, absolutely so, so definitely uh patreon.com forward slash movement radio movement radio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio check it out click on it it's there that's where you should go yeah and then of course we have links to the store if you do want to purchase merch uh there's a link in there's a link in the uh in the bio or in the upper right hand corner of the website that takes you straight to our store frontier page uh where you can uh get all of our uh merchandise um if you want to leave a review it's there for you to do that yeah so much cool things with the website um you know and 
we are, you know, the three of us, you know, we do have, you know, our own thoughts and things like that. So we, you see blogs come out, we do allow you to have your opinion known. So if you like a blog or if you want to comment, absolutely do that. You know, um, we still have, that's also, I think Chip, we're also going to be putting up polls and stuff on there, not only there, but also on the movement radio, uh, fans page on Facebook. Um, you know, I mean, we, ladies and gentlemen, we are constantly, constantly reinventing ourselves and constantly, constantly trying to do things differently, better for you guys. Cause you know, without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. And, uh, thank you ever so much, each and every single one of you for all the love and support and, uh, you know, God's plan, you know, we talk about it all the time and, uh, it's my motto and it's, it's, it's my motto in life, God's plan, you know, and uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Hauntings Of. We'll see you guys on the next edition of The Hauntings Of when we talk about The Hauntings of New Hampshire. But until then, Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Make sure you click subscribe and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. We out.